Hey guys, um, ladies, everyone, welcome to episode 19 of our Footy Fantasy Podcast. Um, Buchi is here, my co-host as always. How are you doing, Buchi? I'm good, yourself? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Good. Uh, good to see you again. Warm, warm weather weekend for us. We're glad. Um, Bolu is there. It's not, it's not really warm. Don't start deceiving yourself. The cold is going to be here on Wednesday. It's okay. By polar weather here hey, as hey, usual. Hey. Enjoy what you have right now. That's 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 um, that's what I'm saying. Um, Bolu is here, as always, behind the scene. So today, before we jump right into our hot topics for today, um, we'll just answer the quick admin um, on where you can find us. You can find us on anywhere you can find your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Teacher. On Twitter, um, our content, check us out. We post uh, regular content at footy, F-O-O-T-I-E, A-D, Fantasy. That's our handle. Check out our YouTube also. I know I don't talk about that a lot. We have content there, video content. We have uh, the current Champions League preview on there. You can check us out too. should be out um, tomorrow, Footy Fantasy. Instagram, and now we do... Match reactions now. Check out our live match reaction from the games from today in Premiership. Uh, Instagram is Fantasy Footy F W T I E one word two. And Facebook also. Our Facebook page is getting more active. Extra ordinary footy fans. Our website also is footyfantasy.com. Okay. Now end of admin. We will jump right in. We will start with. Uh, we have a lot of things to talk about. There's Champions League. There's some La Liga talk in there. Winter break. Premiership review, but we'll start with the hot uh, Man City ban. Um, it looks like, Buchi, congratulations. Uh, your team is going to be crowned champions of 2018. <laughs> what, what, what team? <laughs> as as you are Manchester United <laughs> for oh, they, they are going to be crowned champions 2018 when they are Manchester, titles get, Manchester City started to get stripped in 2018. You are going to be champions. So, congrats for you and your ex manager. For 2018? For <laughs> 2018. How? I said Manchester City's title for 2018 is going to be stripped. Wait, wait, <laughs> according wait. To, according to your ex-manager, Mourinho, when he gave a press conference, post-match press conference, <laughs> so that your second, your solid been, second title... I've not, even been, I've not even listened to that guy. So I, I, I didn't even hear that one. I just know there's been a lot of scandal and Friday on, um, on social media and a lot of people have been going on about this. Uh, I, I don't know how to react to this. You know, one mind, I'm happy. I have to say, I, you know, you, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And when UEFA goes after Man City, I'm always kind of good. Um, can they go after Liverpool, please? <laughs> but on a, on the real, though, as a football fan, it's, you don't want to win that way. So if they strip them with the title, it feels hollow. It's a hollow achievement. Um, the deeper thing about that is um, there's, they were arrogant, they were foolish, they got what they deserved. Um, if the ban gets overturned, which it might, I am, I'm not sure because I believe this is a very serious offense. Um, I hope they will learn. But the level of arrogance they displayed to act the way they did was brazen and um, they deserved what they got. That's, that's just it. I mean, the more we talk about it, I, will, I can explain why, but that's just my first take on it. They got what they deserve. Okay. And just for viewers, I'm sure everybody who's listening to the podcast probably has heard, but just for anybody who kind of need pay attention, what happened was they overstated their sponsorship that they got. And um, because of the overstating of the sponsorship, they have they will be fined by UEFA or they've got in the bank. Why? Why are you being diplomatic? They overstated what? Their sponsorship, the sponsorship they, money they got from it. They from were fraudulent. This is not overstating. This was ne- the whole sponsorship deal was never about overstating. There was no sponsorship deal. Basically, the owner of Man City owns Etihad Airlines. Correct. Etihad Airways. He gave them money to sponsor Man City. It was not a sponsorship deal. It was in-house corruption that happened. There was no overstating there. They doctored their books. Okay. It was fraud. If this was a company that was on Wall Street. People were going to go, people are going to go to jail because this is fraud. Okay. You know, let's be honest, because they reported this in their accounts. They, they submitted this to UEFA in their account. They mm-hmm. submitted it to the Premier League in their account. And if it was a, a publicly traded company, they might have submitted this to, you know, the auditors and declared it to their, you know, shareholders that, hey, this is real sponsorship. But this is the kind of thing that brought Aaron down. I'm right. not being harsh. I'm no, not being overly harsh. Just... I'm just trying to state the way. 
it happened so that people do not mix it up for this is like what Chelsea did and they didn't do it to Chelsea. No, 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 no. These guys have been caught cheating before. To get away with cheating, they decided to cheat again and then they doctored their books. That is not right. That for me is... And then you... Let's even be a bit... Let's imagine you want to do that. Okay. You could have gone and said, hey, let's go to Emirates. Which would be impossible because Emirates sponsor Aston. But I'm just using that for example. Yep. Another airline, another country. Or even go and to British Airways and give them money and say, go and sponsor these guys. It would be harder to find. There are a lot of privately owned airlines that they could have used. But they went and used the one that is owned by the same guy. And when that deal happened, everybody was like, ah, oh, number one, that deal was very high. Number two, what's going on here? That was what it looked like in the beginning. And, you know, I, I still think um, they really, they were just being arrogant. They thought they had too much money and they did whatever they could. They, they wanted did what they felt they could do. Okay. What do you think, um, so from a footballing aspect, what do you think the impact would be one on Pep, their manager, who there's been rumors already, obviously about Juve coming for him, impact on their players, on big deals, who have like clauses, and I guess to a minor impact, Impact on the chasing pack, right? I'll say chasing pack. Obviously, City hasn't done very well. This is Liverpool has been the front runners, but for the rest of the other teams who were hoping to break into the so-called Liverpool Man City monopoly now, we can kind of, kind of call it monopoly in a way for the last two years. They've been the two winners, or last three years, pretty much. So, what do, what do you think first? I'll say, so these are my thoughts first mm-hmm. on um, the impact on the players. I think. It could go two ways. It could make them. It, it could go away. They have to force a transition now. Like before, everybody has been saying, "Oh, maybe Aguero has to move on." The gradual transition that I was thinking is going to happen is going to have to be rapid now. If if they hold up this two this two year ban, it's going to have to be rapid. They have to use these two years for uh, a rapid transition. People like Aguero, Fernandinho, they've seen obviously this is the final year already. They announced that a long time ago. So those three, probably four players. That they are going to have to move on, they have to transition. It's a major transition here for them, in my opinion. Who's the fourth guy? I, I, so I'm just thinking that fourth guy could be anybody else, like like closer, like Kawaka. I think Kawaka is like 31 now. Those older players who have like high wages, who have all these clauses. That's that. On Pep, also, I also think if they are banned from the Champions League, I think Pep has been insisting that he will stay one more year. I think the only way Pep goes. At the end of the season, if they win the Champions League, right? If they go ahead and win it, go all the way. That's that. Those are my thoughts. Now, I, w- I would like to hear yours. What do you think? Um, the thing about your thoughts have modeled my thoughts a bit because oh, right, I have okay. to I have to react a bit to some of your thoughts. But the first thing I'd say is um, my own clear thoughts. Like I said, was first that they got what they deserved. Okay. Two, this doesn't affect the transition. It doesn't because the part of the part where transitioning, why I feel it doesn't affect the transition is, there not that many players go, trying to go to a club who are not playing in the Champions League. The kind of level of players they want. They they're going to go and start buying younger players. So that, actually, I feel, this slows the transition, in okay. my opinion, because David Silva, yeah, he's already gone. But Aguero, if you push Aguero out, who are you going to get? Are you going to get a, a player at the level of, for example, just as an example, um, I'm going to get a player like uh, Haaland. I'm using Haaland, for example, because there's a debt of strikers anyway. Correct. So you're going to get a player like Haaland to come to Man City when there's no Champions League for two seasons. It's going to be hard. It is. So I think it slows down the transition, and they might now have the force to rely on the academy a bit to show up the team until they start getting back, and then they... You know, buy. I'm not saying that they won't buy because they have money. They can always buy players, but it might just be a case of they slow down what they have to do. So Aguero might end up having more... Because I, I looked, I thought Aguero was going to at the end of this season. It looked like that. And then the other part of it I also believe is that the transition that Man City... The problem with Man City's transition has always been, which is part of the reason why they have this problem with FFP, is that Man City always paid players high wages. They paid them high. And they, you know, they spend more on wages than they spend on transfer fees. A lot of their players can't leave because of the wages. That's one of the reasons why people stay on till almost the end of their um, contract. Yeah. You know, the Yaya Torres, they can't get forced out of the club because 
unless they're going to China, nobody wants to get them on or something and pay them those wages. So the Kyle Walkers, for example, he might end up just going behind Cancelo and and then that young, other young kid, I uh, forgot his name, from the academy, you know, steps up and gets more games. Okay. Regarding Pep, I think Pep needs to think honestly about what kind of person he wants to look like. Um, you leave the club now when they're in trouble, after they've given you so much. And maybe people would say they actually got into some of this trouble because they're trying to mold a club for you. Yeah. Buy all these kind of players because they spent a lot of money for Pep. Um, when we all know, given precedent, that there's a possibility that by next January they will announce that it's only for one year that you know the CAS has said, okay, it's successive, it's only one year that they're out of the Champions League. Because once the season starts, they're out anyway. They can't go into the Champions League if the season starts. So that's um, that's it um, to me. I also think um, regarding the players, uh, the chasing pack for this season, things just got worse for them from Liverpool because I think Liverpool um, there's this siege mentality that clubs and people develop of course the opposite might happen where they all fall apart where that siege mentality where they go everybody hates us everybody hates us so let's do this and then go boom 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 in and you know you know, going deep and dig deep and you know come out with a fighting spirit so it might be a case where these guys end up running unbeaten from now to the end of the season and draw a little bit closer to Liverpool but they'll never catch up with Liverpool anyway yeah. and sure cement their place second so that they will say they can put an asterisk to the season and say look that but of course the flip side is that they might just you know things could start happening in the club you know um they can start falling apart blame games can start and before you know it um you have a situation where they lose form um it's a very very sad situation um However, I believe that, and I, I trust in FFP, I believe in it. Also, there's a lot of things that I believe should be done in football. There's, the ownership structures need to change in the sense that, you know, people like the Glazers buying football clubs, and they're not the only ones. That's why a lot of clubs get... Because the idea of FFP is to stop clubs from getting broke when the owners walk away. Yeah. And then now they're letting people load debts onto clubs to buy them. So those things too, a lot of changes need to be made. Of course, if people will try and tell you, oh, it's a business, it's a free market, but this, these are football clubs. They are community assets. They, are not, they don't belong to, they social. shouldn't belong to somebody and yeah. not to Shiloh. Yeah. They're social institution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Um, I, I have to also say I'm very, very happy. Yeah, you see, you, get, you were right. Uh, before, that's my roundup. I'm very happy. <laughs> it could have happened to a better club. <laughs> Manchester is still red. <laughs> okay, They're not winning well, the Champions League this season. <laughs> so, so my thoughts, uh, <laughs> these are my thoughts uh, very quickly. I mean, I have a flip side on, on the players. So mm-hmm. I feel, if, if it gets upholded, I think I feel... Um, I feel a little bit sorry for the players, you know, for getting put in such a situation because players just want to play whether they are they are gotten um they've broken rules to get this amount of talent, you know. I mean we've seen other clubs spend millions of money, PSG before now, the um galactical area time and the, the thing doesn't work out and not even play good football. So for on one side and from the other side of on the personal level, also for the manager, just because of the fact that, you know. Even if they try to get players for the manager, his job is to coach, get the best talent, and get the mix right. And now he has to deal with all of this, you know, where he now has to make a decision. Like you said now, where he's going to be judged that, oh, if he wanted to move and then his contract next season, he's going to be judged by, oh, what kind of person is this guy? So that's, as you guys chasing back to, yes, mm-hmm. I, I think, and we talk about this during Champions League, I think it's probably going to develop a siege mentality, um, which is going to make them. Probably hit some type of form. I, I take forward. something back. <laughs> I said they won't win the Champions League this season. <laughs> I take that back. They could. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah. going further, that, that was all in all. Mm-hmm. We have to it's a good segue into the Champions League preview. So next week, Champions League broken into two, like they always do. I think that started like two years ago. Round of sixteen knockout stages. Next started week, longer than that. Huh? Started longer than that. Oh, that when they break into two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, so next week, Atletico and Liverpool, Dortmund and PSG, Atlanta, Valencia, and Spurs versus RB Leipzig. Um, I'll let uh, Bucci take the Liverpool Atletico game. 
and out. That's the easiest one. Okay. Because, you know, um, Liverpool are going to wash. They're going to wash, rinse. How do they say it? They're going to rinse, <laughs> rinse Atletico. They're going to wash and rinse them. Um, it couldn't have happened to a better <laughs> manager. I, what I'm trying to say is, it could have happened at a worse time to better manager. This is a guy who is built for Champions League football. Knockout football is his forte. He's good at it. But his club is terrible this season. Nobody can... Nobody... We can't get our hand. We've all talked about it. Talked about it privately. We've talked about Let's Go on this podcast a few times. It's shocking. They've, they have like one win in five. Five and, games, yeah. And... And it's not like they were losing to Valencia's or the, you know, Athletic Bilbao's or Sevilla's. They were losing to Legunes and those kind of clubs, yeah. Ibas. Home and away. They're really, really a bad funk. And on the flip side, Liverpool look like they're going to beat anybody that wakes up. Like, basically, wake them up from sleep and they'll just start fighting. Start throwing punches. <laughs> like, so, the only thing Atletico has to do is just pray Liverpool has a bad day. If Liverpool have a bad day, they have a chance because it's football. If not, no. Um, yeah, and um, I think, you know, I think um, Leipzig and Spurs, I think that's a game I, I can't predict. I can't predict it because on a flip, on a good day, I think um, they have two well-balanced sides, good footballing sides. They have strong defenses and they play good... Football, but then of course Moreno came in and changed sports a little bit and molded them in a little bit of his image. So now they're very pragmatic side that considered a lot of goals. I don't get that. <laughs> you know, they they as in it's they're very, very it's weird how the guy who was supposed to be the defensive manager can't get them to keep clean sheets. And then <laughs> and this was a side that was actually good defensively. Is it, and this isn't it funny that it's, it, it's the same trend. That's continued from his last season at Manchester. Uh, uh, please, please, please. I don't, I don't want headache. I'm not going back. <laughs> you know, like, let's focus on the job at hand. Because... No, no, I'm just saying. No, no, no I know. For, I know. For, for just that part you yeah. picked up, yeah. a man who's known for defensive it's... and his last two no, sides. He will. That we have he seen. had excuses in Manchester United. He had excuses in okay. quotes because you know the defense wasn't good. They didn't have the midfield wasn't good. So let's. But with this is a side that was good defensively. That. Last season, they were yeah. solid. They have solid defenders, and you know, even brought in a world their record defensive midfielder who can play ninety minutes. For Christ's sake, I don't understand what's going on at Spurs, but I still know that Spurs can beat Leipzig or any club anytime they wake up, apart from maybe Liverpool. So, and also Leipzig can beat anybody too. Okay, they're that kind of side. So you look at it, you go, what's going to happen? And they have very similar forms. So make a guess, man. Who yeah. do you think? I can't I can't make a guess because this is a weird thing about it is Leipzig is in poor form too. They've been in poor form since the winter break. Yep. And they have similar forms. These guys have been up and up and down since Moreno came. Yep. So I don't know which Leipzig is coming. I don't know which sports side sports is coming. All I just know is that uh, Timo Werner will get a goal. Okay. That's that's the only thing I, I can predict is Timo Werner will get a goal. Maybe one in each game. Okay. That's and there will be no clean sheet. Okay. Uh just like you said, my thoughts, Liverpool, I think Liverpool will beat Atletico. I don't think it's going to be whitewashed. I think it's more going to be like, it's probably just it'll be home and away. It'll be the home and away. It'll just grind, it'll be a granted 2-0, 2-1 type results. Atletico, ironically, are poor set pieces. So that's where Liverpool are probably going to get them. Spurs and Leipzig, I think Leipzig will go through because, and I'll just say quickly, just because when I see that Spurs defence, I know Leipzig are a naive young side, but that's Spurs defence. Um, I think Leipzig will go to town on that defense, personally, especially the weaknesses on the right that they have with um, Sergio Aurier. So what, I, ab- what about um, PSG Dortmund? So go to PSG Dortmund. I was going to say that's <laughs> that's your that's one of your favorite um, sides. You, you yeah, like, you Dortmund, like Dortmund. 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 is my, my because of you know Sancho. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what they play. But yeah. Julian Brandt. I think Dortmund would have had a chance prior to this, but. First, they lost Julian Brandt, he's injured. They've mm-hmm. lost Marco Royce, he's mm-hmm. injured. Those are two key players already down. Even with those guys, I still would have given PSG edge. Down, down those two players, and the fact that they are defending is so naive. Lucian Favre just wants to attack, 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 attack. 
the problem showed up from last season that he needed to defend. Instead of spending, I think, spending money on an accomplished centre-back in his prime, went and brought back Hummels, who is past his... Modern, <laughs> modern, football, modern football has taken up the, the philosophy that attack is the best form of defence. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I see so much naive defending now. That, <laughs> you know, you just have to understand that it's becoming a norm. Uh, you know, defenders can't tackle anymore. Like, I, I don't even see slight tackles as much as... Correct. Before... So, uh, so I think I think it's going to be high scoring. Dortmund PSG, I think it's going to be high scoring. I, I have to disagree. I think Dortmund have a chance, not because of their defending, but uh, sorry, not because they're good, but because the team they are playing is. It's January, February. Once it's springtime in Europe, something goes into PSG. And as always, Neymar is not, not in France. As always, as every Neymar time, is injured. Is injured. <laughs> Drama is <laughs> off the he pitch. Of all their. For the last three years, mm-hmm. he has consistently missed all their knockout games. Dude, he, since he that win. guy signed for <laughs> PSG, he has missed half the games. It's one of the reasons why clubs balk at spending him and Cotillo because Cotillo too was another big money buy that collapsed woefully. Clubs are balking at spending money. It's the reason why, for example, nobody seems to want to bid for over for uh, 150. Nah, nobody wants to touch that. Um, the thing with... Um, my fear with PSG is they also have this arrogant kid called Mbappe who seems to be carrying the head bigger than his shoulders. His, his behavior, his antics are getting like, he used to be a very nice, humble kid and now he's become more and more arrogant. Or maybe he was, has always been arrogant and we didn't see it because he was not a superstar. But it's, you know, there's something going on. The Cavani issue, there's always something going on in that club. So, if their focus is on football, well, they could get taken anytime. And I think they could. I'm not saying that they will, but I think PSG have a good chance because they are a very solid side. Um, PSG can't defend either. Let's be honest. They're not that good defensively. Yeah, yeah but I just think they're defensive. So that's why I think the ties going to be something like 7-5 or 7-4. Christ. Over, over. Hockey score. That's right. It's oh, over, wow. over both legs. I think it's going to be like 7-5. Meaning that Dortmund might win like maybe three two, and I'll end up losing like five two in Park the Prince. That's what I see happening because that Dortmund has have a worse defense than PSG. That's right. PSG have a I personally a smarter coach Thomas Tuchel, and I think he would have learned a little bit from last last year. Uh, the final games Atlanta Valencia. Uh, I'll let you say that. I don't have, Atlanta I don't is have a very anything. attacking, attacking, attacking side. Hundred percent attacking. Gasparini just wants to attack, attack. I feel like Valencia have better players, you know, Luis Ferrer, uh, Gamero is now back in form for Valencia, Condobia. So I think over both legs, the fact that Valencia have second one, Valencia know how to shut, shut up shop when it's needed. And we saw it in good stage when it did to Ajax, when Ajax tried to qualify and Valencia shut up shop. So, I mean, that's our preview um, uh, for Champions League. We'll go into our break now. Um, I'll t- we'll take a quick break and come back. We're back from the break now. Uh, we will introduce our FPL updates section. Um, Ola will give us an update on who is hot and who is not. Welcome back to another segment of Who's Hot and Who's Not on your footy fantasy podcast. This is the FPL update. Um, today we're going to quickly talk about who's hot. Who's hot? Dominic Calvert-Lewin of Everton. He has had three goals in the last four games for Everton and he has even picked up a couple of assists for the price range for which he is in. He is very good value. The only snag is the next few fixtures coming up for Everton are quite tough, but you never know with Carlo Ancelotti picking up the most points since he came into the league, apart from Liverpool. They might get a few good results and Dominic Calvert-Lewin might be instrumental to that. So if you want to know who's hot and who's a cheap bargain for a striker who can guarantee you goals, go for him. And we're going to talk about who's not hot. Dede Ali is not giving us our daily bread anymore. He has had only two goals in 10 games. 
I know he had an he had an initial bounce of Moreno taking over and asking him, "Would the real Daily Ali please stand up?" He stood up for a couple of games, but now he has gone off the boil. And even today, he was playing against Aston Villa. Could have had a hat trick, missed all the chances. Two goals in ten games. Daily Ali is no longer hot. If you're thinking of moving on from him, do it quickly and try to get in. So now though. So now, though, that's son, son for Spurs. He's been doing good. He was one of my tips earlier from a couple of weeks ago. And he scored again today against Villa. He scored um, two goals, actually. So get Dele Ali out. He's not hot. And then try to replace him either with son or even Sadio Mane. Mane, the Mane man, is back. He's back from injury, scored the winning goal for Liverpool over the weekend. He's somebody you can also get in. So, yep, it has been a very long game week. Game week 26 has stretched over almost 10 days. And um, it's going to end with Manchester City taking on West Ham. So, if you're still thinking of getting some Manchester City players, good luck to you. You never know, with this ban implemented by UEFA on them, they might go crazy and start smashing everybody in annoyance, in anger. Five new, five new victories coming up. So you can stock up on Man City players if you want. But at the moment, they might be focusing on also trying to win the Champions League, even though they might not be in it next season. So expect Guardiola to continue his rotation policy shenanigans. So that's the segment for this week. Who's hot, who's not? Stay tuned for the next time, and we'll be back. Cheers. Thanks, Ola, for the update um, on who's hot, who's not. Um, always tune in for good fantasy, fantasy Premier League updates. We go into our quick La Liga session about Barcelona. Um, trouble in, is there trouble in paradise? Oh, there is. There's serious trouble in paradise. Sentient ball is not working out. Yet but it's not really about sentient ball, it's uh pent up oh. pent up issues. Okay, um, Abidal, that's not the problem. Okay, it's not, that's not, not the, the Abidal message. Those, those are just see symptoms. It's like when you get a have a fever, it, it's just a symptom of an issue. The doctor needs to go and do some blood tests to find out why you're getting fever, running high, and going on for two, three, four days. Sentient. Was brought in. Actually, there was almost like a fire brigade manager as well brought in to try and fix a problem Correct. that they created for themselves. Valverde didn't need to be fired. They decided to fire him. I'm not saying that he didn't deserve to be fired, but at the time, they could have ruled it out. Yes. There's, there's nothing going on. There's nothing going on. Nothing has changed. The guys that you wanted were saying, "Be patient. We can think about coming later." Play the long game. Chase them. They did not. But that is actually the problem with Barcelona. Is that Barcelona, for some weird reason, have stopped playing the long game. They've become a team that is so desperate to win. But I think that's because their rivals, Real Madrid... Even though they are still winning. They're winning, <laughs> but they're not, they're not they winning everything. They don't, want, they don't win. No, no, no. They want to win the Champions League. Yeah. Because their rivals are, are winning it. Yeah. And they're being trolled for not winning it. It's the same thing like um, you know, Real Madrid... Uh, not Real Madrid... Um, Liverpool, Manchester United, you know, where Liverpool wants to win the league, they will give back the last two, three Champions League titles they won. Some of their fans would if they could win the league. But of course, now they're going to win it. But the thing that happened with Barcelona is the transfers haven't worked out. Yeah. They went out of, they, they, they went out of um, character to buy players that they wouldn't have bought in the past. Um, Bartomeu is Paul, it's obvious he's not running the club well. Yep. He ran the club into trouble with finances. Yep. Spent over, spent, basically got all the Nima money, moaned and moaned and moaned and moaned. So everybody had to tell him to shut up. Enough. You got 200 million. Would you shut up? <laughs> then used the money and wasted it. The, the, the last transfer they've gotten mm -hmm. that's worked out for them was 2014. It was Suarez. Yeah. 2014. yeah. Well, you have to say De Jong is a good transfer. No, that's worked out for you. Yeah, yeah. This is versus his yeah, this is, but he's a good he's, he's, yeah. he's, he fits. He fits. Correct. That's the one that fits. Yeah. Suarez, um, not Suarez, and um, Dembele, Cortino, Malcolm, Malcolm, <laughs> then um, Griezmann. Yeah. 
And all these were contrived transfers where you forced it. You forced it. You pushed and pushed and okay, apart from Dembele. But even though Dembele also went on strike to leave, yep. you pushed, you forced Liverpool to sell these guys, and Liverpool took you to the cleaners for it. Forced uh, Atletico, you know, like that thing went on for two years. It was a very weird and queasy. Uh, you know, when I remember that transfer, that whole thing, when that did guy a video. made a video. I, <laughs> twice. Oh, twice. First one to announce that he yeah. stayed. Then, then now the next one then, then, says go ahead. Like, oh, God, oh, like, yuck. This, and then it didn't work out. That kind I, of, I, I, I think this man hasn't worked out. Yeah, I think it hasn't really, uh, nah, not for that kind of money. No, let's be honest, not for that kind of money. I mean, can we really judge now? We're still, it's just, it's well, still the first you, you don't the spend that, You don't spend that kind of money and not get... You know what I mean. There's a yeah, high pressure on that deal. Yeah, he has not had an instant, yeah, uh, massive impact. He sometimes looks like a, a, a shadow of himself. He yeah. looks a shadow. It's not even like... In a way, sometimes you wonder if he should have left Atletico. Sometimes when you see him games, uh, he's struggling to fit, to play with um, Messi. So... I just I don't understand what the dynamics are, but I think there's a lot of things going on behind. And uh, so it came out, it came to the surface and blew, blew out. Um, the thing about them is Messi loves Barcelona. He's not going anywhere. Yes, I mean, you know, it's like, agents is just just yeah. used it to get yeah his increased contract yeah. five hundred thousand. Messi's on five hundred k. Why so? <laughs> I mean, if the guy is on 400... No, no, I'm just saying... Or 350, he, so... He, he, he used that to get increased coming from 500. Where, so, where, where are they going to increase this to that? We'll see. No, Messi deserves whatever he needs to pay. He deserves basically, whatever. Basically, they can, ha- they can take half of Barcelona players' salary and give it. A lot of them are passengers. As, because we've seen it. When he sits down for a game, they force him off the bench to come and do the job. Magic. Just, like, He's like, he has, has carried Barcelona too much. He has, has assisted too much. He has said mm-hmm. the last six, six goals onto the last one. So, yeah. yeah. I like it. Barcelona need to watch it, you know, because the only thing that advantage they have is just the duopoly that they have in Spain. Him and um, them and Real Madrid. So, even when they are shaking or look at it like a bad season, in comparison, it doesn't feel like a bad season because they always come second. Same to Real Madrid. Real Madrid is shaking. It never looks like because they have too much financial power. Yeah, revenue. When you're in Europe, second is failure. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Second is practically failure. Yeah. When you're yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's just that the other team is just both teams are shaking. Madrid drew three today, so it's now one point uh, difference now again. So it's still on the neck with El Clasico coming mm-hmm. up in two weeks. Uh, we move on to winter break. Um, the half and half winter break. I'll just say my quick thoughts about winter break very quickly. Uh, I think it's de- definitely very needed. Um, the way it was broken into two, I think, just like everything they're doing in the EPL, I think the FA is just learning everything with VR. Now we just have our winter break. It just feels like, oh, let's try it out and we'll adjust as we go. I think they're probably going to think about it later, like, oh, this half and half thing, and just let everybody have equal winter break, start and end at the same time, you know, and just change it, and change it and move maybe the week. Change is hard. Yeah. And find a way to just just give the players a break. Yeah, I think. Do, yeah, like giving money for two weeks, in my opinion, for one week of no football, it's not going to it's not going to destroy their pocket. That's the way yeah. I see it. Anyway. The, the thing is, you you because they, they forgot you, you about weather. Whether the weather changes can happen and can dis- this is destroy. This is what happens. Everything. This is one thing you have to. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I, I thought you were when you paused. I thought you were done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Uh, yeah. Um, the the thing with. Um, this thing is America influences the Premier League and not just the Premier League, but most of European leagues now. Because Bayern, you know, Bayern, which is the German league, Barcelona and Real Madrid, which is the Italian league, Juventus, which is the, uh, um, sorry, which is the Spanish league, Juventus, which is the Italian league, are all Amer- American centric now. They're all looking at America. They play their precisions here. So yeah. they're looking at American TV. They're copying American TV styles, broadcast styles. They're doing a lot of things because this is the new market. This yeah. is where it's exploding. And of course, China is exploding, but this is where they're focused on now. And why I'm saying that is the American League, especially like the NFL, which is the main league here, the biggest league, they don't have breaks either. What they do is they have bye weeks where basically one team sits or two teams mm, stay. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think that's what they're trying to copy. They're trying to copy a bye week style. Um, I think we, they need a longer break, two weeks at least. But if they're getting one week, it's better than nothing. 
Um, because they will say it's two weeks, but it's not. It's just one week. <laughs> it's only one week of pain. Correct. So, um, I, I, it's still a good thing. It's still a good thing. I, like we said before, we just need a little bit of reduction in the number of games, number of competitions. Yep. Try and see if we can make the League Cup and the FA Cup and get rid of the FA Cup replay. There are things that can be done to help so that there's space in this thing. But the money men, are they willing to give up the money? So that's the question because yeah, that's where the thing really lies. So the, the money man and the TV man too, are they willing to have a week without? Is NBC, for example, or being sports or whoever is in whichever country willing to give have a weekend without TV? You know, so that, that's just it. Um, but it's a good thing. And uh, now we're going to have to ask one question though. Sorry, but this is something we should keep in mind going forward. We have to evaluate it later on. We look maybe in a month or two, look back and look at the form of the team. Did the league improve? Or did, did the players look better? Because did they play better in Europe? All those things. We look at it. We, of course, other people might analyze it, but we look at it to see how it works. Correct. To see what if it's good or not. Long term. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we jump into the review of the weekend games, EPL mostly, then we just slightly touch on Syria. Now, hold on, hold on. I don't want you to slightly talk yeah, I want you to actually go straight to that, because that's what happened this weekend. Right. The EPL was, uh, man, it's happening tomorrow. Uh, what happened? That game, Lazio, I want you to talk, tell me about Lazio, because okay, so, that was a big game. Right? Yeah, yeah, so the big the big game of the weekend, Lazio, well, in Syria, Lazio and Inter, Juve had won. Um, Lazio was third, coming into the game, and uh, Inter were first. They were tied on points with Juve, of course, Juve won. And last year hosted Inter. Last year played a very, very. It was a very interesting game in the first half. It was but it was end to end transition. Milinkovic Savic looks like he he's found his form from two years ago. Driving in the midfield, Ciro Immobile missed a couple of chances. Um, um, Milinkovic Savic hit the bar until like towards the end of the first half. Um, Ashley Young. Uh, <laughs> He, he turned back the hand of the clock with a very wonderful volley. He scored a very good goal from a rebound, I think from a, was it Lukaku shot? Or Laturo Martinez shot? The, the volley was was a sweet volley. Inter went up, thinking that, you know, but maybe come second half, Lazio went at it and started, applied pressure, got a penalty, dispatched by Mobile, of course, the highest goal scorer. Mm-hmm. That is winning hot from Yeah, in, in Italian league. Um, scored 20 something odd goals already. Um, and towards the end, of course, um, comes the man of the moment, Mikolov Savic, the go-mouth crumble, but the exquisite drag back. He dragged the ball back away from Lukaku to give him space and just placed the ball. It was a very, very exquisite finish. And Lazio are now on top, are now second in the Italian league. It's very interesting because everybody before, including me, has been focusing up until last week, had been focusing on Inter Juve, Inter Juve. And I read an article you know, for on ESPN, I think Gab Makotis article, and it's like, oh, actually, the team in form in Italy is Lazio. Yeah. Right now, they're on a 19 unbeaten run yeah, in Italian they, league. Yeah, they, they haven't like, lost wow. since, <laughs> since October. Yeah, yeah, October. That, that, that is October, September. Yeah. They have 19 games on so, beating yeah, run. That's like, wow. And That's impressive. Uh, let me say something. I don't God, oh God, I couldn't resist. So tell me something about that savage goal uh, with Lukaku. I mean, he was in the frame, so we have to talk about him. We have to be able to execute that drive <laughs> So, uh, the king of Milan, don't come at <laughs> When you come at the king, better not miss. <laughs> they are coming at the king of Milan. I mean, that's a joke. <laughs> Lukaku yeah. came and uh, made the post, mm-hmm. I think, last week when they yeah. beat. He came back to be yeah. Milan. I think it was probably Dig. Yeah. It was a Digger's Latter. I yeah. tried Digger's Latter. Yeah, so yeah, he's but the king, he's of, king Milan. of Milan. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll sure Latter, the next time he maybe scores a goal or a hat trick or something, he's going to come back. You he's going to come back be, for Lukaku. You can't be the king if you haven't won titles. This guy's won titles with both clubs, so he's the king. Correct. Um, <laughs> he's still the king. I'd say, uh, what do you think about Arsenal? They're looking hot. They're okay, back going to the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we'll start from, I guess, the most recent game. Arsenal, Newcastle. First half still looked like the same old Arsenal, side to side. They didn't transition the ball well enough. Um, Ceballos made them keep the ball tidy, nice and easy. But second half, I don't know, obviously, I, I don't know what the manager told them. They came out, all guns blazing. 
They were taking more risks. More people were running behind the ball. There was more structure, link up play, and dragging, the goals. They kept dragging people out of position. Correct. Yeah. The goals I saw were really good. At least three of the four goals were really, really good goals. I think the one to Ozil's. I think the goal that let Ozil's go. You need. To, you, I don't know if you see. Remember, I will see the one combination play between. I think it was Pepe. It was Ozil, Pepe, Lacazette. Lacazette looked like he was going to wipe it, flip it up, and just pass it for Ozil. That was a very good goal. I saw it. I was like, wow, this reminds me of the Arsenal of Asenwenga days. Like, one touch football, you know. And I think that goal has a record right now. 35 players touched that. I think 35 Arsenal players touched that goal, touched the ball. On en route to the goal. Oh, so they still have that point. They don't want to touch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, just got the goal. But that, that's just a troll. But, uh, yeah, that, it's a, it was a good goal. It was an excellent goal. Was, you know. Um, but, but one person, one team I want to talk about that we have to talk about uh, is uh, Chris Wilder. He's wilding out. He's wilding out as a brother late. Because by February, you know, I remember when we talked about Sheffield, I was like, including me, everybody was like, oh, towards the end of the season, they will find their level. Sheffield are here. They look like they are here to stay. Sheffield will be playing bad in some games. Like last game, they were losing 1-0, right? The game last they were losing 1-0. Uh, Chris Wilder made changes. And all of a sudden, brought in Lundstrap, made some attacking changes, and they started pressing... Um, uh, who did they beat that game? Was that... Who did they beat again? They beat somebody 2-1 last week. Yeah, I, I don't remember. remember the last was it Watford? Game. I think it was Watford. It might have been Watford. I'm not sure. I don't want to be. I don't want to say it without being sure. I think it was what yeah, they came back from behind. Yeah, it came from behind. Yeah, it was what I remember that. It was uh, what for? It's he, a strange thing. He's, he's strange my thing. second manager. Yeah, because I mean, a manager has unbeaten of a team. I can't. I'm not giving. He's my second manager of the year so far. So far, there's still what 12, 10 games to go. 11 games to go. I I uh, have to say that um, you know I have to put an asterisk around um, his team's performances. I'm not trying to put it down. Yeah. But it's a very weird and uh, strange Premier League season. Half of the teams in the Premier League have not won two games in a row. It's win one, lose one, it win is. one, draw one, draw two, win. Like it's it's so annoying because just when you think a team has crossed the line and broken and they're about to start playing well, they lose the next game. <laughs> it's it's the only teams that have consistently won two games in a row: Leicester City, Man City, and Liverpool. Liverpool, absolutely. We are. Chelsea did it for a while now. Chelsea are falling into Correct. win one, lose one, win one, draw one, draw two. You know that it's really, really frustrating. And by the way, Sheffield are part of that win one, draw one. Correct. Yeah. They win two once in a while, but not consistently. And so the thing that happened was everybody was going, this can continue. At the point, some of these teams are going to go on the run. And when they go on the run, they will. But no, it looks like these guys want to still be, you know, four or five points away from each other, apart, you know, from fifth to 12 till maybe March, April, and then they all go and you know start falling because the way it's looking is like Chris Wild that Chris Wilder has to keep praying that his team maintains this. Why why I'm saying this is it would be very disappointing to me if these guys get to the end of the season and don't get what they deserve. Among all the rest of the pack, they deserve to get to the Champions League. They're the only one among all the rest that have, you know, because they just got promoted, Correct. they deserve to get there. Especially since Manchester has been kicked out, so they can take their spots. But it's looking like sports might do it. Okay, now leading, going mm-hmm. to sports. Mm-hmm. Now I'll talk about sports a little bit real quick. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I kind of running out of time a little bit. Um, so for the last couple of weeks, you know, I've seen sports play badly, play badly, play badly, and win, sometimes. and just win. Mm-hmm. You know, most well in some of the games. So mm-hmm. it looks like this might be a tactics of Mourinho. In this, the tactics I'm saying is his teams are just there to sit back. Even when they sit back and concede goals, <laughs> their whole aim is to cause chaos. You know, going forward, force mistakes, errors, and, count, and, and capitalize with quick counterattacks and score. Long term, I do not know if that is going to work, but maybe it doesn't even need to be long term because we just said we just made a point. There's no team that's been able to put on three, four runs. Maybe they just need two, a couple of wins here and a couple of draws, and they sneak into that fifth place. That's right. <laughs> and that might be enough for them to make Champions League if the ban is upheld. You know, I don't know if it's be enough to make it to to get to fourth, but they might not even need to get to fourth anymore. <laughs> they might just need to finish fifth and win the Champions League. It's very, it's very interesting. The relegation yeah. battle is also is it's My, just I, up I and know down. These guys are fifth. Um, Spurs are now fifth. Correct. Yes, yeah, so yeah, Spurs are fifth now. Sheffield is sixth. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sheffield could actually they they could um, drop lower if they lose another game. 
So yeah. it's way wet and where it's a ring, it's a up and down, up and down thing. I also have to talk about um, one very funny thing that I saw that happened this weekend. That is, we cannot talk about this weekend without. Um, Danny Ian scored a great goal. Mm-hmm. It was a very good goal. It was very, you know, he just placed the ball into the bottom corner. But he was involved in one of the most bizarre goals I ever saw in my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the ball was coming towards him and he had, he's, he's, he's like, dodged it and let the ball go past him. Yeah. And then the keeper was like, thought he was going to hit it, block the ball and the keeper was standing in the net. He said, I was like, okay. He was so comical. He was. He the was ball went straight from corner in. That is, in I don't know what Danny was thinking of. Danny was like, moved out of the <laughs> Just way. Just the ball. The keeper as well was, keeper was walking into the net <laughs> thinking the ball was going to the side net and the ball went in, came out and then they didn't even know it had gone in. Then uh, Danny, uh, Ben Mee kicked it in. I said, let's celebrate like he had scored. And everyone was like, yeah, that ball was in. Right? <laughs> I don't know what Danny was thinking. Uh, that was, that was Yeah, funny. if you so, haven't seen that goal, please go and check it out. Go and check out the goal. That goal. I think is, it was a Ma- Ma- McNeil or is it actually Westwood? One of the, Westwood. It was Westwood that scored the goal. It was in the first minute of the game. The first minute of the game. It was one of the funniest goals I've ever seen in my life. And uh, he should be fine for that. That was a mistake. <laughs> Okay, uh, we'll kind of end with uh, Valentine's Day. I mean, obviously, two days ago, it's Valentine's Day uh, weekend. I think it's a big deal in most Western world, United States, where we are. Um, Bucci, we'll start with Bucci. Can you tell us quickly how football um, has made you, given a Valentine's Day twist, how football has made you love life more? If we said I have my thoughts on There's um. There's this thing about um, there's this thing about st- stillness. Sometimes life becomes monotonous. Sometimes life becomes stale. Yeah, you wake up and you know walk, sleep, eat. You know, especially when you become an adult. In adulthood, life is boring. You you sometimes start pining for days of your youth. You want to go back and say, hey, you know, it was very interesting when I was a child. It was more random. It was more random. Yeah. It was more interesting. Things could happen. And life is so, so, you know, because somehow you don't take risks. Um, you couldn't take those risks when you were a kid. But there's one place in football was, was one of those things that constantly gives you weird things, where weird things happen, like the goal yesterday, weird results, where you, 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 you know, you, you, you find your heart skipping. That's the, that's the best way to put it. Um, a lot of people will, might disagree, but at my age, women don't excite me like they used to. I'm not saying women are not exciting, but that whole, you know, when I was a teenager, like, nah, it doesn't happen anymore. Now I use my head a little bit more. I'm more balanced. I'm more relaxed when I'm talking to women, you know, that kind of thing. Um, same thing happens in other aspects of life. So sometimes more, like even in politics, you're going, okay, whatever, you know, I've seen elections, you know, in all parts of life, it's almost the same. But you get to soccer, you go, you know, like, that's the best way to put it. Like, you can't sometimes predict, you know, I've had, on this podcast, I've had many egg in face moments, many. If you go back and review the whole podcast, you see many times our predictions were blatantly wrong, you know, and that, that doesn't even talk about the ones I saw off camera, you know, off mic, when we're talking about other things. Because... There is no logic to football, and that's actually one of the weird things about it. It's I said um, women don't excite me anymore as much as they used to, but there's always one weird thing about it is that one woman always excites you, the woman you're with, and it's weird that that kind of excitement football also gives it to you. Because when I was younger, I was like, ah, that girl, that girl, that girl, that girl, but now you're like focused on this one woman who takes care of everything, makes you feel like you're the world and that. And you also give her the same. And football also, it's similar in that way, where it's one of those things in my life where I wake up in the morning and when I'm, you know, the weekend, I go, what football game is happening today? What's it going to do? That is how football has made me love life more. Okay, okay. For me, uh, that's that's a good one for sure. That's a good way to phrase it. For me, I mean, since we started doing this podcast, just the fact that... Uh, <clears throat> I have to, you know, talk about all these games now, and just the having to, it has made me go back to the point I was. I would say probably 
over a decade ago where I used to watch and consume a lot of football, other leagues, because I'll say for the past decade, I've been mainly focused um, Premiership, obviously, because I'm a Manchester United fan, just because that's what I had access to. But since I've started doing this, I've gone back to watching a lot more La Liga, much more Bundesliga, some Serie A matches. And that's made me understand, like, you know, hey, you know, the whole, oh, hey, Premier League is the best league in the world, you know, sometimes can be an all-encompassing statement that in some cases, not for every part of football, is, is Premier League the best league in the world, right? La Liga is more, you know, more technical. Um, even Serie A is a very technical league. It might be Germany, slower. Germany but, too. Yeah, Germany has a lot, very, very skillful, skillful midfielders who are very creative, you know. Same with La Liga. So, yes, from because of that, I would say football... This podcast has forced me to spend time consuming a lot more football. Because of that, my life has become richer. Sure. That's good. Just enjoying football generally. That's good. Um, I think we've come to the end. Um, um it was fun, as always. I think it's time for us to go eat some wings. We'll come to the end of the show. Uh, as we always say, we do a quick admin again. Uh, just a quick one. Anywhere you can find your podcast. Apple, Spotify. Leave us a review. Five-star rating, preferably. Leave us comments in the comment section, um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube comments. You know, we're going to start shipping some of our video podcasts and uploading it to Spotify. So watch out for those ones to um, Facebook, our website. Uji, any parting words? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for listeners. As usual, um, sometimes I I do this left of left field things and that. This week, uh, this lady, a prominent broadcaster, actually, her name was in my head and it skipped. And I know Flack. the lady. Eh? Caroline Flack? Yeah, Caroline Flack, exactly. Um, she was found dead and um, it, it touched something that is very important. Uh, we talked about football and loving life. And um, the thing about football and sports in general, a lot of us are very, 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 very lonely. And this is maybe the only medium. This is true for a lot of people. There are not a lot of people that are not married, a lot of people that don't have kids, a lot of people that are, you know, older. And when I mean older, I'm not talking about um, OAPs. I'm talking about guys, especially men. I'm talking to men in particular now. Even though Caroline's case also shows that it affects women a lot. Um, a lot of men in their 40s uh, at home have only football, have only, you know, betting or whatever they do with football as what keeps them going. I'd like to say, um, do find something else if you can. Um, if you can add a little bit of variety to your life, um, this is a sport. It's not everything. Human contact is still very necessary, still very rich. It enriches you. Variety is still the spice of life. And I'm saying that because as a person who has suffered from depression, I'll say the one thing depression does is that it steals, it steals from you and it makes you not to do. The only way to fight it is to do. So try and mix up try and do a lot of things and if you can reach out for help reach out for help it can happen to anybody it's there's nothing weak about it there's nothing there's nothing weak about it it's just a human illness that we are still struggling to understand um my heart goes out to her family and i i'm saying this specifically to whoever needs to hear this please um life is interesting life is still still interesting there's so much to do look forward to there's so much to live for um that's it um have a wonderful week see you next time okay see you see you everyone